Blog Talk Radio. was just getting with that new music that we were hearing today. Um, This is Anda Hart welcoming you to uh, our Wednesday evening uh, get-togethers worldwide um, with uh, Mother, Father, God, and uh, Dr. Catherine E. May. Dr. May is a practicing clinical psychologist in the New York City area and also the Hudson Valley area. She's been in practice for 35 years. And um, interesting um, uh, arrangement, she also was gifted with this ability um, to uh, connect with the cosmic masters and uh, allow them to bring their messages to us through her voice. We're very grateful to Dr. May, and uh, we're in for a real treat. I'm not going to tell you who we will be hearing. I'm going to let Catherine do that. Um, just bring your attention to Catherine's website where you can see more about this very unique visual centering technique that only she, after 20 years of instruction, uh, only she is able to bring to us and is teaching it and has been told she needs to set up even more workshops, help people through the ascension process with this. And you'll see more about that on um Dr. May's website, who needs org. We also, um, my, my website is hollowearthnetwork.com and the sister site, earthascends.com, and it's on Earth Ascends that we have dedicated a full page just to Dr. May. Her messages, her live channeling uh, sessions every Wednesday. And you will see the tab Mother, Father on Earth Ascends, and you'll see all of her messages there. They're also, of course, posted on her own website, who needs org. And if you really want to treat, go to the top where it says Channeled Info. That's what I did. I wanted to learn what this was really all about and how it ever began. And the story is there. And you can start right at day one, along with Dr. May, as this all unfolded. And uh, with that, I'm going to pass this on to Catherine. She's got some special guests that we've never heard before on this call. And uh, Catherine, you want to tell us more about who we'll be hearing today? Okay. Um, Hello, Anne. (laughs) Thank you for that (laughs) lovely introduction. Mm -hmm. Actually, there's one thing. Um, I have actually started studying the visual centering more than 35 years ago because I learned it before I ever started to practice. So it has been what I've been practicing all these years. 
So anyway, that's just a side point. It probably um, has a lot to do with why you're so able to do what you're doing today with that kind of absolutely. a 35-year foundation, I would think, Catherine. Mm-hmm. It's, the more I practiced the visual centering, the more psychic I became. Mm. So it really is a way mm-hmm. of um, of learning to be in connection. Aren't there some YouTubes on, on the website as well where people can see what it's all about? Yes. Okay. Um, on YouTube, you just... You just type in visual centering, and oh. there's a batch there. And I've just done some new ones that I hope to get up fairly soon, too. Well, that's good. So it's constantly, well, not quite constantly. It's mm-hmm. time-consuming. So I have some more to add to it recently for people who've watched them all by now. Um, and I think the more there are, the better, because it, each person yeah. is different. You know, so it makes it more interesting and um, a better uh, grounding to be able to tell what it is I'm doing there after you see it. I think it's wonderful, yeah, and to be able it's ever-evolving. It's just ever, it's 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 an ongoing exploration and uh, expansion. So I th- I'm mm-hmm. glad we can join you on this, Catherine. Yes, that's another thing I will be doing in public, <laughs> <laughs> along with along with these experiments and channeling. Um, I'm also going to be training some students, finally, to do the visual centering, so I won't be the only one in the world who's doing it, oh, that's which I'm, I'm delighted by. Okay, so the surprises. Um, <laughs> tonight, <laughs> let's see. Tonight we have Mother, Father, God, who generally go first. Um Jesus, Sananda, St. Germain, and Zora, whom, you know, as many people know, I I began experimenting with to do the channeling last Saturday. So Zora will come in tonight to talk with us, too. And we have a surprise guest. And they've just told me I guess it's not a surprise if oh, I tell you know now, but huh? Yeah, I was just told it's going to be Archangel Michael. Oh, boy. Yeah, so I've Wonderful. never channeled Archangel Michael before, so this will be another challenge. But they, you know, gave me a few minutes. <laughs> You're the brave one, Catherine, right in front of everybody. You do it, you do it for the first time right in front of everybody. I think it's wonderful. <laughs> well, it is challenging, but it does make it kind of fun. I like I always like to share <laughs> what I'm learning. <laughs> so that's that's on the agenda for tonight. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to use up the whole, you know, hour and a half. Um, Probably, yeah. And I suppose I already see that we have some questions. So we're going to mm-hmm. try to save a little time at the end to do question and answers, too. So that's our exciting uh, show ahead. And so it I is guess, exciting, yeah. Yeah, so I will let you take over and I will just kind okay. of... Okay. We'll let you settle back, Catherine, yeah. and uh, get into your comfies the way you like to be best mm-hmm. um, as you welcome your first uh, guest, which 
um, is always Mother, Father, God. Uh, this is just wonderful. And um, it's like a family gathering now as Mother, Father, God is settling in uh, there with Catherine. We're just going to give her a few minutes, not minutes. She's pretty fast at this, but still, it, it's nice to have a little um, transition time. So the next voice that we'll be hearing will be Mother, Father, God. Hello, dear children. Yes, we were waiting right here in the wings to talk with you. As usual, we're delighted to be here. It is such an exciting time. And many of you have been reading our messages, so you're up to date on what we've been teaching. We have made every effort to give you a background in what we call the true way and several of the last messages were were to help you do what you might call shake out what all the leftovers the difficult feelings the negativity the sadness whatever you may have left of residue from this life and maybe others so that you will be squeaky clean and ready to go when all the wonderful changes take place. It's very hard to explain to you what these changes will really be like. It's all, it's impossible, really, because it's like trying to describe a painting, a Van Gogh painting or a Monet, and describe every brush stroke. We can't possibly capture for you all the variables, all the complications, all the elements that will be shifting as your vibration rises, as the planet rises to higher levels. It's almost indescribable, but let's try you are aware that the financial systems are going to change. And we gave you a a message a few days ago to help you practice, really, to help you get the idea of what it will really be like to have the life that you wanted when you were a child not just the life you planned when you went to college. That's already too late. The life you dreamed of when it was a summer day and you were lying in the grass, chewing on a blade of grass and looking at the clouds. What were you thinking then? How beautiful life is? How wonderful nature is? How much you liked lying there, feeling the the grass underneath you, feeling a little breeze, seeing the clouds and making pictures, waiting for the cloud to shift from a camel to a rabbit. Life will be like that again. And we're preparing you by telling you about these things because it's going to be very hard to adjust to, ironically, 
many of you are used to working 60 hours a week, it's going to be very hard for you to work at something you love, just something you love, and not have all those duties and obligations and responsibilities with a capital R. Your responsibilities now are to yourself, to your family, and to your God. And this is not a responsibility with a capital R. Not drudgery. These are the kinds of responsibilities that pay enormous dividends in joy and companionship, happiness, belonging. So many people are lonely are terribly lonely in your culture and all around the world. You're not alone in it, but you've been promised that you shouldn't feel lonely. You should own something and it will make you feel less lonely or buy something and it will make you happy. So you have been deceived and that makes the loneliness even harder. But that will change too. Because once you are able to see your direct connection to us, once you're able to feel our love, and you're going to get a lot of help with that, once you're able to feel that, to connect with your higher self, your I am presence, you could never be lonely again. It's it's like you could never be dry standing under a waterfall. You will feel the love and the light pouring down on you and you will never be lonely again. Doesn't that sound lovely? And we've missed you too. We've missed you terribly. It's been a long, dry spell for us, too. Of course, we have our wonderful masters who are here with us and who are always working hard to help you. But how lovely that so many more of you are waking up. You talk with us. You send us messages. You say hello in the morning. How delightful that is. You say good night when you go to sleep instead of if I should die before I wake. That's a terrible prayer. We would never make that prayer up. So things are changing. They're changing for us as well as for you. And it's so gratifying. Now, we don't want to hog the show here because we have so many guests tonight and we're eager to hear what our other guests have to say as well, as I know you are. We just wanted to give you a cheerful hello and encourage you once more to keep on, keep on keeping on as you have been doing so well. We're so proud of you. 
we see, we've told you this before, but it doesn't hurt to tell you again. We know how hard it is. We know it's hard there on that planet with such dense, heavy atmosphere and so many conflicts. But you see, if you look behind the scenes, look how many of those conflicts are just sort of disappearing. Some peace treaties, some people acknowledging that they're tired of what's been going on in the past, some leaders making declarations that are astonishing. All around the world, things are changing. And I think you know that um, Ashtar is not going to be here tonight. There, We almost didn't have room on the panel for everybody tonight, but he'll be here again soon. But in his realm, you are aware, I think, that all of the nuclear weapons have been dismantled, have been nullified. So there is no fear now that there will be another world war. There will not be. You need not fear that. That's a relief, isn't it? No World War III. And don't listen to anybody who tells you there will be. Also, it's a good thing not to listen to anybody who's um, drawing pictures of disaster and threats and... um, mayhem and destruction. That is not the direction we're headed. Now, you've, you may have um, heard Zora tell you, and he'll be here tonight too, you may have heard Zora tell you about the weather on the planet and how it is affected by the feeling states of the people on the planet. There have been several cases, although there have been some tornadoes and some hurricanes. There have also been floods that didn't happen and some hurricanes that did not create the destruction that they might have in past years. Things are being mitigated by the rising consciousness on the planet. And the more that happens, the more it helps to mitigate the chaos in the weather systems, in the social systems, everywhere. You see it changing, don't you? It's subtle. It's day by day, week by week. You may not notice it so much as it happens, but here in the Northern Hemisphere... The spring has been lovely across most of the northern hemisphere, lush and green. Some rain beginning to fall in places that have had droughts. It is a beautiful time on the planet. And we want to remind you that you are here because you were able to claim one of the slots You know, there were lots of people who wanted to be here now 
and there just weren't enough bodies. Some are sharing. You may meet people that can tell you they have a double soul. Some people decided to share a body so that they could both get to come. Not so common, really, but it does happen. Things are really different now than they have been for hundreds of years. So hold on to your hats. Practice your meditations. We gave you um, a meditation in one of the, also in one of the messages this week that tell you that tells you about how to connect with your I am presence. And if you read that meditation through, you could do it every day, you will feel a difference. We promise you, you will feel yourself growing. You'll feel the love expanding in your heart. You'll feel yourself getting healthier, stronger, more positive. And your life will follow in kind. So now let's see who would like to come next. We have our dear Sananda here. And I think we hear Anne on the on the line. Mm-hmm. Hello, Anne. Hello, Mother Hello, Brother God. Now, would you like to introduce Sananda? <laughs> <laughs> I will try. <laughs> All right, then we turn it over to you. All right, and thank you so much. I loved your message. Uh, it's just beautiful, and we do have that uh, posting uh, in regard to our I Am Presence, and it's there on uh, the page for Mother, Father, God. So thank you again, and uh, we're taking a little transition time here uh, as I have the opportunity to welcome our dear Sananda. It's especially important to me. Um, very grateful to have an opportunity to say hello to him. And I won't linger much as I would like to. Uh, so I believe Catherine has had enough transition time that uh, the next voice we hear will be Sananda's. Hello, dear. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> We'll linger another time. It's lovely to be here and to hear your sweet voice and to feel the energy of all these listeners. Oh, isn't it wonderful? Thousands of people are listening to these messages. And even if they're not here until they listen to the archive they'll feel the same energy because we know we can see their energy coming and we can welcome them and greet them even as they're driving their car on their way home (laughs) or as they're busy tonight and will listen later on in the week. We know who they are. We welcome them. 
And as Mother, Father, God were saying, what a time it is. Of course, we've been very busy. There have been thousands of years of planning, and it's finally coming to fruition. And as all of you know, this adventure on planet Earth has been my dream. It has been my dream for thousands of years. Even before I came as Jesus, the one you know as Jesus, this uplifting, this ascension, this process of moving from the darkness into the light, this has been my work, my life's work, you might call it. Of course, we're not limited to one life. (laughs) So this has been what we have dedicated ourselves to for thousands of years. It may seem like just an ordinary life when you're here until you start listening to our messages and, and hearing our descriptions of what it's like in what you call heaven. That gives you an idea of what's ahead. Going into the fifth dimension is indeed uh, an exciting, thrilling, astonishing shift when you've been used to three dimensions. So it will be a big change for everyone, but many of you are already breathing fifth-dimensional air, many of you, and beyond. Many of you have raised your vibration to the upper levels of the fifth dimension. You're practically flying. You feel yourself getting lighter, don't you? You feel your connection to your I am presence. When you connect deeply and constantly, you will feel yourself a beacon of light. Other people will see it too. You will be developing a halo. And when you, if you were painted, the painter will see your halo. It's wonderful, isn't it? Now, there are some who are naysayers. They talk about stock market crashes and and uh, disastrous GMO starvation because they've created all these artificial crops. And it's true, they're terrible. They're poisonous. No one should eat them. And that's becoming more and more clear. Everyone's seeing that now. They may look like food, but they're not. You'd be better off eating the box that the cereal came in than the actual cereal that was made from GMO crops. Well, that's my attempt at a joke. (laughs) I can't hear you laughing, but I can see you chuckling. (laughs) 
those things are going to change. It won't take us very long to completely eliminate all the GMO um, perversions that have been done to the crops. Mother Earth knows how to do that. And you will get a lot of help from your star brothers and sisters who also are very good at this kind of thing. So you need not worry that it will be a 100 years before the food supply is even edible. It won't happen that way. We won't allow that. But the beautiful thing is that the companies like Monsanto who have created these things are already falling apart. They're being fined right and left. They're on trial for their poisonous practices. This is going to stop. And you, dear ones, are the ones who are putting a stop to it. We're not going to fly down in our ships and and uh, start a lawsuit against Monsanto. You're doing that. And, of course, there are plenty of other horrible corporations that are polluting your environment and taking advantage of the people that work for them. Have you noticed those companies are being exposed right and left on your social medias, there are petitions, there are stories all the time about the best places to work and the terrible places to work and what these companies do to their employees. It's wonderful. There is an enlightenment that is seeping through the cracks everywhere. The door is already a quarter of the way open. And the light is streaming in. And it's affecting everything. I wanted to share that with you. You may not realize it because there's all kinds of bad news all the time in your media. But don't pay attention to that. They're having a hard time digging up the bad stuff anymore. It's not like it used to be. There is a lot of good news out there. And you have a number of people in your Congress who are really beginning to shine. And they shine because they're so different from the corrupt ones who have just had their hands out and lined their pockets and really didn't care about what happened to the people. But there are still some who are working very hard. They get a bad rap a lot of the time. They're called names. They're, people ridicule them and try to dig up dirt on them, but there's no dirt. They're people with integrity. And you will have true leaders once the wheat is separated from the shaft. So, 
that's my message of hope for today. I hope you're all feeling pleased, pleased with your progress, pleased with the world for beginning to wake up. Send your thanks to the world, to Mother Earth, to all your fellow humans, the ones that are brilliantly leading the charge and the ones that are just stretching and yawning. Send your love to all of them. Every one of them will matter. Everyone matters. Everyone needs to be included. And so it shall be. And now... I turn you back to dear Anne, and we'll let her introduce St. Germain, who's also here, elbowing to get in. (laughs) 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 Of course, I'm teasing. (laughs) All right, so I'll turn this over to Anne now. Namaste, everyone. Namaste. Thank you so much, Sananda. We love hearing your messages and reassurance and insight um, uh, that we're right here where we need to be, and um, it's all happening. And um, I can't see um, how you're elbowing around up there, um, but we love hearing of your camaraderie. We love hearing... um, how you all, uh, we we kind of say, hang out together um, up there on the New Jerusalem. And uh, St. Germain has had his hands full, not only up there, but um, he's he's got work to do down here as well. And I think maybe I have given enough of a bridge that Catherine has an opportunity to slide over um, onto the line now with St. Germain, so the next voice we hear will be St. Germain. Thank you. Hi, Anne. Hi. (laughs) Oh, actually, we can elbow each other because we're standing right here next to Catherine. So it's who's going to talk in her ear the next? Who's going to be next to come right up here and whisper in her ear so that she can repeat what we're saying? (laughs) Of course, you know, we can send our energy across long distances, but we can also transport ourselves. So we can be right here and looking out the window in this beautiful New York sunset. The lights are all on. The sky is a deep blue and some pink where the sun is setting. It's a beautiful night. So I bet you're all just waiting for me to give you a date (laughs) for when we're going to distribute the Nasara funds. And as I tell you every time, of course we can't give you a date, but I can tell you things are really set to go. It almost feels like the dam that where they're about to open the sluice 
you can feel it, the energy building, the expectations, the anticipation. It's wonderful. It's what I have worked for, as Jesus was saying, our dear Sananda. We have worked together for thousands of years. And this is our dream, too. All of us together, we've been a committee, you might say, taking turns with the responsibilities, and then we each carve out our special place, our special interests, the things that we have taken on as our own part of the work. And as many of you know, my part has been has had a lot to do with the financial systems. I've also written a few books and and dictated a few books. But mostly my focus has been on the social systems and the political systems of the planet and especially of the United States which is an expression of my dream. I've been here all along, nurturing this democracy, trying to help out. And, of course, the last 70, 80 years have not been easy. You know how difficult it was for you. Well, you can imagine how it felt to us when we thought we were so close and then things turned dark again. It's been a difficult time. But every time it turned dark, we redoubled our efforts. It's like that, you know. Have you ever noticed that? An obstacle brings out the best in you. The harder it gets, the stronger you become. And the stronger you become, the more confident you become. The more you start to look at yourself and say, wow, I did that. I could do that again. I've done it twice. There's no question. And that's how we build our strength. That does answer, too, some of the questions about why life is so hard on planet Earth. Well, this is part of the formula, and you knew this before you came here. The harder it is, the harder you work. And the harder you work, the stronger you get. Of course, it doesn't always feel like that. When you're in the midst of it, it just feels terrible. It just feels like you can't go on another minute, and then you do. And then you go on for another minute, and maybe a lot more minutes. And then eventually you come out the other side, and you pick yourself up and brush yourself off, and you say, Wow, I never thought I'd be able to do that. And if anybody had told me before I went into that what it was going to be like, I never would have tried it. 
But when you come out the other side and you've accomplished something courageous, what a thrill it is. In most ways, it's your own private thrill. Just between you and yourself, maybe you and yourself and your higher self, if you acknowledge that, that feels even better. So we ask that you do that now. Join me. Take a breath. Connect with your higher self. Breathe that warmth, comfort, love, and light. And when you do, say for both of you, you and your higher self, say to yourself, I am light. I am love. I am joy. And I am God. When we connect from deep in our hearts to the center of our brain to our higher self, you are elevated. You are in a higher dimension. And the troubles just melt away. Because that feeling of love overflowing, well, there's nothing else like it. And then when you turn to your fellow humans around you, your animals, Even the insects don't look so bad when you're in your heart. You can feel the trees breathing. You can certainly hear the wind singing. And there you are, whole again. Whole as you've never been before. So, as Mother, Father, God told you, practice. Practice your exercise. Practice your meditation. Talk with us. Call on us. We're here for you. We answer. We do. Breathe so you clear your ears. Breathe right in through your ears into the center of your brain. You might even feel them expanding. And the more you do that, the better you'll hear us. We're here to talk with you. Just as we talk with Catherine, we can talk with you too. Just open your ears and we'll be right here talking with you. Well, this is a pleasure. I hope you read the the message from Mother Father God about how abundant and wonderful life is going to be. Many of you are already anticipating, just as we've talked about, when you see it already done, 
that's when it happens. Visualize it. Picture the world you've always dreamed of, and it will be created. Now, I know that Catherine and Anne have been talking about having a solstice show for all of you. I may be preempting this. I'm not sure if it's already completely planned, but I think it's a great idea. And there is a a suggestion on the table that you have a two-hour show on Friday night so that everyone can call in and join in the meditations, the stories, the sharing, and put your energies together. Am I right about that, Anne? Is that okay you've with you? You've been peeking. You've been peeking at what we've been talking about. <laughs> That's what we're thinking about, and I'm glad that you're uh, supporting it because the people have been uh, asking. We talked a little bit about it uh on Saturday and um, gave it more thought. People are already asking, are we going to do it? So I'm so happy that you announced it, St. Germain. Well, it is a great idea. So I, you will be putting out an announcement, I'm sure, and letting everybody know how they can get there and what they can bring with them to contribute to the show. So we won't be gabbing the whole time like we do tonight. Do you want to make any suggestions at all that you think might be appropriate uh, that we might uh, focus on on Friday? Oh, well, I'm a big one on organizing groups of people to do things that will make a difference. So just the concept is terrific to have everyone listening and focusing on the same thing together, I think, of course, you should do a meditation to help everyone get in touch with their I am presence. And maybe you could do that several times during the show because probably people will come and go. I think you should let other people make suggestions too. Let them come and and present their favorite meditation. Maybe you could even ask folks on the, on the who are listening tonight that if they have ideas, they could write to the two of you and make a suggestion for the show. Mhm. It might be a little a little difficult to read all that mail, but I think everyone's going to be very interested. So Definitely some participation from the folks who are listening. Mm-hmm. And maybe some interesting stories about solstice's past or traditional practices, ancient practices, if people are aware of you know other things that have been done to celebrate the summer solstice. Whatever you think would be interesting, and I'm sure your readers are who are very, and your listeners who are very creative, will have all kinds of ideas about how they'd like this to be done 
Mm-hmm. So why don't you let them help plan it and shape it the way the group wants? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be exciting? I'm so glad you said that. And uh, I know Catherine uh, is would be agreeing with this, that uh, we welcome the suggestions and uh, they can write to either Catherine or me. They know our emails. And uh, we will uh, do our best to have just a, a wonderful uh, ongoing, as you say, ever so often another meditation um, so that we cover all the bases, right? Would that right. be sort of it? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you so much. That, that was a great terrific. suggestion. And now I will turn this over. You have mm-hmm. more guests yet. <laughs> so I will turn this back to you, and Do you have any idea who's standing behind you? Yes. It's Zora. <laughs> well, this is going to be fun. Of course, uh, many of us have known Zora for over two years, but I'm sure there are listeners that um, would like to know who he is. So, um, St. Germain, we thank you so much, um, and thank you for your suggestions about our solstice uh, preparations, and um, we we value that. I'll let you say goodbye, and then I'll tell people a little bit about Zora because I'm sure there's listeners on this call that have not had an opportunity to meet him yet. He's here in the wings, Anne. Okay. So I will okay. turn it back to you for your introduction. All righty. Thank you, St. Germain. Thank you so much for taking time for us. And uh, my good friend Zora, this is the first to bring him on the Mother, Father, God calls. And uh, if you want to hear an exceptional call, uh, when uh, Dr. May, when Catherine made her first venture into trans-channeling, a literal body swap with Zora from Hollow Earth. Um, That happened last Saturday on our uh, Every Other Saturday call where uh, Catherine had offered to step in uh, the place that Zora's son has filled for over two years um, Zora's son appear on the surface in a human body, allowing his father from Hollow Earth to um, take over his human body and speak on the telephone with us. And uh, his son, Zorea, would go to wherever Zora's body was. But it's time for Zorea to go home now. He's eager to go and return to his family in Hollow Earth. And uh, we've been looking for someone to fill his place so that Zora can continue to speak to us um, with his wisdom. And uh, after over a year's search, Dr. May has stepped forward. I remember I was talking with her. I said, but we can't find anyone that will trans-channel with Zora. And instantaneously, Catherine said, I could channel him. And so she has. And if you want to hear that very first uh, channel where we were hearing um, step-by-step as uh, Dr. May 
let go of her own body and entered Zora's body, which was up on the New Jerusalem. Um, and Zora uh, spoke to us through Dr. May's body, actually uh, operating the body, not like a channel, but operating the body. I'll let Zora tell us more about it. So, Zora, it's wonderful to have you here on the call with us. Indeed, dear Lady Master, Lady Nada, this is Zora. We're still practicing. We're, Catherine is just getting used to being separate from her body. We will practice. She will become what you might term an expert at this. Leaving and coming and being open, she is willing. And we are delighted. Are we not? Oh, we're thrilled. (laughs) All of us are so thrilled that you have found um, someone that is capable of doing this and filling in for Zarea so he can join you and the family in Hollow Earth. I'll just let you continue. This is coming through very well, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yes, it becomes more comfortable as she adapts to taking over my body, an unusual state of affairs for her. I have not yet completely, hmm, what would you say, occupied her body entirely. She still is able to come back if she wishes. Mm-hmm. That's our agreement for now. Mm-hmm. Whatever she's comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But it is getting easier. As you can tell, she's more comfortable this time than she was on Saturday, so things Mm -hmm. are going well. This is wonderful. Is uh, is this a trans-channel right now, Zora, or is uh, Catherine channeling the way she normally does? No, not the way she normally does you will begin to hear that I have taken mm, somewhat possession of Mm -hmm. her vocal cords, of her voice. Mm -hmm. We're gradually working into this. Mm -hmm. It's a very pleasant endeavor as you might term it. Mm -hmm. But very unique for most people. We wished to present this, this experiment, as you might term it, to allow others to see how a channel might change her what you might term 
her traditional way of translating mm-hmm. to taking the position where she is no longer translating. She is simply turning her body over to those who wish to take command. It is a different process. Yes, it is. Yes, she shared that when she came back. When she traded with you on on Saturday, um, she found herself in your blue body uh, up on the New Jerusalem, and uh, your body was, I (laughs) think, originally (laughs) 7 feet, and then it was 15 feet tall. (laughs) Yes. We expand unnecessary. (laughs) My full height, my full height is 15 feet. She was putting on the body the way you would enter a costume. Uh. (laughs) A little at a time. She danced in your body, didn't she? She tried, yes. Yes. (laughs) Was not exactly the form of dancing that I practice, but more like a jig. (laughs) <laughs> As you oh. it. <laughs> she wished to show that she could make the arms and legs, as you might term, mm, spin and jump. Yeah. And where is she in your body right now while you're speaking to us? through Catherine's body, on Catherine's t- telephone here on the surface, and you are within her body in New York City. Now, where is Catherine? Where is your body that she is occupying right now? We we made a little different arrangement for tonight. Uh, oh. I left my body sleeping. It was difficult, more difficult for her to do that this time. Uh-huh. So she is actually dancing with her beloved, with her Arcturian friends. Oh. While I speak with you. She doesn't need a body oh. to go to. So she didn't have to go to your body. She could just get out of her body here and go where she pleases, and she's with her Arcturian. Oh, this is so interesting, Zora. (laughs) Indeed. It was her suggestion. Oh, that gives her a nice uh, um, break that way. I know she works (laughs) with the Arcturians quite a bit. They are dear friends. Yes. Ah. Yes. Indeed. Now Do you I have any have... special message for us at all, Zora? We're coming up to the solstice. Is there anything that we need to know about the solstice? Well, I was about to say to you that I don't have a planned 
speech for you tonight, but yes, the solstice. What you term solstice is a very important and ancient event. Mm -hmm. Not just on your planet, but all planets. Oh. All inhabited planets have over history experienced similar what you might term celebrations. Mm -hmm. You are familiar with some of the most recent ones. You've heard the Celtics, the Mm -hmm. You know about places like Stonehenge, where the stones were aligned in particular to create a pattern on both the solstices and the equinoxes so Mm -hmm. that people could perform their celebrations and what you might term gatherings and where they would bring food, celebrate, sing, dance, play music. Mm. Many of your archaeologists make stories of what you might term the traditions and the practices and various they make various assumptions concerning what people were actually doing there. But, of course, they don't know. Yeah. They see some bones, and they think, sacrifice. Oh. Well, no. They were having a good meal. (laughs) This is the summer we will never forget. (laughs) Indeed, never Mm -hmm. will you forget this summer. Uh It is the beginning. It is the beginning. You have been old. We we term it the new golden age. Uh It will be indeed. And uh, you and those from Hollow Earth and Inner Earth, um, will we be soon uh, having an opportunity to interact with you? Ah, yes. 
everyone asks that, don't they? (laughs) Will I meet my twin flame? Will I see Jesus? Will I get to meet the masters, those we term ascended ones? Will we all meet the ancestors, the ones who passed, the ones who passed yesterday, the ones who passed years ago? Yes, all of them, indeed, all, all will be there. Wow. Yes. That was a question that uh, had been sent in by email to Catherine, that apparently she's already um, told you about asking. Uh, They had just lost their grandmother a few days ago and uh, wondered if uh, the coming days would allow them to again see her and others that had passed um, maybe a short period of time. I know one time you said 10 years, Zora. Do you you know what I'm speaking? You mean, which conversation are you speaking? Oh, well, people Mm -hmm. that we would get to see again after they have passed, and I think you said if they passed within the last 10 years, um, they would still be available to interact with us as we ascended. But if it was beyond 10 years, they would be busy someplace else. Mm, Indeed, although... There may be some who, because of the special occasion, uh-huh. will also be available. Wonderful. Wonderful. We have great freedom, as you do. Those ancestors have great freedom. Some may have incarnated again. However, when you enter the fifth dimension, the higher fifth dimensions, you will recognize the soul. You will recognize the identity of those you might term relatives, Mm. friends. All will want to see you. What a reunion. And uh, what can you tell us about the twin? You brought up the subject of twin flames. Are, is there going to be a reunion of twin flames as well uh, with the landings? Indeed. Those, especially those who have worked hard to raise their vibration, who have lived many lives, are ready to to what you might term interact with their twin flame. There are some who may need more time, some who may wish to, in in one way or another, incarnate in their separate ways as they have done in the past. It is an individual choice. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 
Um, and uh, again, that doesn't usually happen um, by both being here on the surface at the same time. Usually one remains um, in the higher dimensions. Uh, but Indeed. Uh-huh. That's As very the interesting. the the overseeing presence to to guide and help. It is a great help to have your twin flame watching over you. Zora, can can those that have not connected with their twin flame start um, communicating nevertheless uh, just only holding it in their heart mind that they are uh, directing their communication to their twin flame, and by so doing, they do connect, even though they have no identity understanding yet. Indeed, you can. For all those, you can meditate. You can speak. Twin flame, I. I want to speak with you. Come. I want to feel your presence. I want to know who you are and the one you term your twin flame will appear. Ah. You will feel their presence. You will feel their love. It is unmistakable. Mm. The feeling of a twin flame is like no other. This is so beautiful. It's a whole new world for us because most of us um, had no understanding of it. It's a whole new concept we're all adjusting to right now. Indeed. Your religious teachings have lacked a great deal. Yeah. And now, yeah. my dear, my beloved master, we have another guest and I believe questions. I will. I think we're going to need more time. We've only got 19 minutes left, but we've learned oh, so much. Yes. And it was good practice for you and for uh, Catherine. Uh, and she's done with her dancing and playing. We might bring her back. And uh, she's got the mystery guest that turned out to be Archangel Michael. The first time for Catherine uh, to bring us Archangel Michael. And uh, Zora, it's so wonderful to have you here. So many of us are very comfortable and, and know your presence. Indeed. It is a pleasure. Now, I will call Catherine back. She will hear my, what you might term, suggestion for her uh-huh. to return. It's very simple. Wonderful. We'll just um, give a little bridge here now. And Zora is... Um, returning back to his sleeping body, and uh, he's bringing Catherine back uh, where she's had time to 
frolic and play with her Arcturian <laughs> friends. And uh, there she is. And we have one more guest, and we have about 17 minutes yet, uh, Catherine. Whoa, so time flies when you're <laughs> in another dimension. <laughs> I think you're having all the fun. <laughs> I have to tell you what what happened. I asked Zora, I think it was this morning, if we could practice for a couple of minutes. I didn't have much time, but I wanted to just see if I could drop in. And he said, okay, I'm I'm a hollower if you can trade places here. So I did and found him sitting on a bench. And I stood up. Oh, it was wonderful. I, I met his wife and she came to help and... As I but before that, as I stood up, I looked around and <laughs> a bee <laughs> that was about the size of my hand, my hand uh-huh. flew up right <laughs> before my face, so I had to cross my eyes to look at it, <laughs> and it said, "Welcome." <laughs> oh my goodness. You're going to love going to Hollow Earth. The oceans speak and the, the flowers speak and the bees yes. speak. Uh-huh. And they're all, they're all giant size. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was wonderful. Yes, it was. Oh. And colors. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, we'll, we'll give Archangel Michael a little time, too. I have no idea what he wants to talk about today. Um, so I think we should sort of turn okay. over the stage now and give me mm-hmm. a minute. I'll see okay, how. I'll go. You go right ahead and get settled because this is uh, your first time mm-hmm. to experience Archangel Michael's energies and frequencies. And uh, we'll just uh, give you a little bridge here. We still have 15 minutes, which probably means for those of you uh, with hands raised that uh, we may have to ask you to email your questions in. We're very sorry. This has been such a special call with five guests. And uh, I'm going to see now if uh, if Archangel Michael is uh, settled in there with Catherine and the next voice that we hear is going to be for the first time through uh, Catherine Archangel Michael. Hello, everyone. I have asked Catherine to put the music that was written in my honor. And as you finish your call tonight, I'm going to ask her to turn this music on and let people hear the words to this, those who haven't before. This is the story of a time when I went to visit Catherine's brother. And she then told this story to someone who's a songwriter and he wrote this story about my visit to her brother's house I played a trick on him 
I made a huge angel in the snow. Not the kind you make when you're children. Those are pretend angels. But I made a huge, the entire lawn, outline of myself and my robes and wings, big wings. Now, of course, archangels don't actually have wings. We don't. It would it would be a terrible bother. They would be in the way. We don't need wings to fly. We just lift off the ground. We can go wherever we want. Weightlessly, you might say. So that may be a revelation for some of you, but don't stop making those angels in the snow. We love them. And it makes us smile whenever... A child does that, or a grown-up, for that matter. And it is our trademark, you might say. So we don't mind if we're depicted that way. It is a rather charming idea. But I'm here to say hello to, well really just to say hello and to give Catherine the opportunity to be friends again, to make contact, to... And, of course, it's a big advantage for me that I now have someone I, someone I, else I can talk to you through. That's always such a wonderful thing for us. And you know there are more people, more people waking up all the time. And even those who don't officially channel, as you might call it, are still talking with us. Many, many talking with us. We have conversations going all the time. The air is filled with voices. It gives us great pleasure. Now, you may know that some of my work is in the area of healing, of eliminating the old and bringing in the new. I have actually worked with Catherine. We do clearings. We have done many experiences where someone came to her with a dark entity or dark presence. And we work together to remove those dark presences to take them back to God. Sometimes it is an entity with a soul that needs to be escorted, that needs to be shown that they too can go to God. Sometimes it's a dark presence You know, there is much dark energy still floating around on your planet trying to find a place to lodge. It is not something you're used to thinking about. You don't generally think of dark energy as something that moves, but it does. And it is attracted to like energy. Anyone who 
is having a really bad day, is behaving badly, is in a rage, for instance, or a drug addiction or the most negative feelings, a deep depression, those people are often very vulnerable to being... mm, you have an expression glommed onto by these dark energies. This is what we do. We remove them just as if we were doing surgery. We remove those dark energies from the body of the person who has been harboring them. And sometimes it is harboring If you felt bad all your life, maybe you had a hard time as a child, maybe you were abused, you got used to feeling bad, well, that attracts the dark energies and sometimes dark entities who are especially gnarly, sometimes vicious. Those are the people who say, I don't know what came over me. It wasn't me. That's not me. That's not who I really am. I don't understand these feelings. I can't seem to control them. Though That is the symptom of a dark entity. Those are the ones that we, where we call in the Arcturians, they're experts with the reptilian dark entities. They're especially adept at handling those particularly vicious, mm, hostile, uncooperative entities. Sometimes it's simply someone who's passed, someone who had a difficult life, may have done things that they'd regret, they feel terrible about. Those are the people who sometimes attach to those around them and refuse to let go. And they can make someone's life miserable because often they're disturbed, they're afraid. People who are harboring an ancestor or a grandmother or someone who was around them, who latches on to them, that person can feel suffocated and anxious, unreasonably anxious a lot of the time. And these people will say, I never used to be this anxious or I never used to be this mm, depressed. Uh, Archangel Michael, may I? I'm sorry to interrupt, but it keeps um, going through my mind. Um, I'm sure as you're speaking, those who are listening are identifying um, some who they know that fit into this profile that you've just described. And, uh, Mm -hmm. of course, they can't all um, move in and, and ask Catherine for help. Is there any would the, would the would the laminine that we take would that help to 
um, allow people to overcome this on their own, what do they do? I would recommend many of them to contact Catherine. Okay. We have done many, uh, and there are some others who do this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there is yet a listing on <laughs> for those who who do removals, but you might find such a thing on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who have practiced this, who have worked with the Arcturians, light workers who are very good at this. The, uh, I think Catherine also may have some names, people who could help. It must be people who are, who are careful about calling us in, and about making sure that the entities or the um, dark energy is taken, is contained, and is taken to the light. That's a very important part. Another very important part is what the person does afterward. Because any time you've had this kind of experience of harboring a a dark entity, your body and your mind have organized around it. And those people must recover, must work hard to reestablish themselves to reconnect to their original presence. And that is a series of work exercises, um, work in in examining thinking practices and patterns and feelings in order to replace the dark entity with one's I am presence. That is the healing. Does that answer your question, dear? Well, yes, it does. Um, that is what can be done after the containment and the removal. Um, I'm just thinking this is probably so prevalent. Uh, is there anything the person can do of their own um, if they're not able to find someone who is skilled in removing these entities? Yes, they can call on me. Oh. And I will help. Okay. It is easier if we have a team and if one of those people is in body because the, there needs to be some follow-up and and um, compassionate understanding mm-hmm. of the recovery process. But yes, we can help. And I didn't answer your question, dear, about laminine. Yes, oh, yeah. it does help. It uh, Absolutely, it helps to strengthen the person. It does not necessarily help to remove the dark presence, but it strengthens the person's attraction to light. Oh, that's wonderful. And depending yeah, because on whether... the laminine has, <coughs> excuse me, the laminine, uh, Sora just told us, has been infused uh, with the I am presence because it is so mm-hmm. acceptable to the light. Yes, and that will help, especially okay. with the recovery. Oh, good, good. Mm-hmm. 
And thank you for inviting me tonight and for listening. And it's been a pleasure to talk with you and all of your listeners. And I hope to return for another conversation very soon. We look forward to it, uh, Archangel Michael. Yes. I wish you well on your uh, solstice program. I think you will enjoy it a great deal. And now, namaste, everyone. Namaste. Thank you so much. And we have um, one minute and uh, 25 seconds uh, for Catherine Mm. to... Yeah, return. hi. <laughs> wow, <laughs> this is quite a night. What a night. What a call. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Well, I don't know how we can follow up with, after this one. <laughs> well, we have to but get busy on the solstice, Catherine. It gets, more, mm, it gets more exciting every week, it seems to me. Do you get well, a chance to listen to this afterwards? Um, St. Germain suggested we ask for suggestions or contributions to the solstice. Oh, yes, that's great. I think that's a good idea. We need to do that. So we will be posting it, right? Yes, we'll, let everybody we'll get together know. on that. It, I'll get together with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we'll do it on this same channel. We'll mm-hmm. We'll have people come to the channel panel and we'll mm-hmm. um we'll announce it. Okay? okay. We'll get it All up right. right away. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Good night everyone. Good night, Catherine. Oh, and and Archangel Michael told us about the music he would like you to play, but we're almost oh. out of time. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, I'll put it on. There's and people our... can listen for the last yeah. minute. Bye-bye. Bye. Morning.